Every week we get a chance to have any question you have about cuts, rubs, what do you ask your butcher, what you do not ask your butcher of uh, Spencer Worth the Meat. Do this conversation brought to you by All Sager Meats, which again, uh, now officially open here in Fargo. Josh All Sager, the family, I mean, it is from the farm to your fork. And uh, it's Veterans Boulevard, 26th Avenue, South of Fargo. Live broadcast of Afternoons Live next Tuesday between 2 and 5. Spencer, welcome back to the show, my friend. How are you? Glad to be here. I'm doing great. How about yourself, Tyler? Very, very good. Uh, I hope this weather is what you're – let me ask you. I mean, I know you got all the freezers. Does this at all impact your operations uh, because it is like 40-plus degrees outside? You know – just like uh, just like any piece of equipment out on a farm or or a construction site or or what have you, the outside elements drastically influence how they run, how things work. And I tell you what, the forty to fifty degrees is a sweet spot for this facility. Everything just seems to be working perfectly. Uh, 10 degrees warmer, 10 degrees cooler, you start having issues. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's perfect weather out there. Everything's working perfectly except for your cell phone digitizing right now. Get closer to a window. <laughs> Three, five, two, seven. I'm glad that things are moving smoothly for you out there. Uh, and I mean that. I got a chance to, to run into uh, some of the Meat Science boys uh, last night, and uh, they're getting ready for a little eye coming out uh, next week. We'll be promoting that. Uh, coming around the corner here. But they're listening to you, my friend. I'm sure they miss you, and I can just only imagine that. I didn't ask them, but I assure you that's the case. you want to answer some questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right, 35270, that's provided by Adventure RV. Uh, Tyler, question for the meat dude. Uh, why is packaged ham steak so full of water? Do they inject it? Well, to make ham, it is injected with a brine of some sort. Um and you know that's that, that we can go down two lanes with that question. Um, one, any package of meat, no matter what it is, when you take it out of the vacuum package, there's going to be water. Meat will lose water um, when it saws or once it's exposed to the elements after it's been sitting under vacuum for a long time. Water will leak out, even if it's just fresh meat. Um, but yeah, to make ham, it is injected with a brine, and that brine is usually. 10 to 15% of its green weight in water. So it is injected with water in order to carry the ingredients that are curing it. Um, ham is one of those unique things where um, like the really, really, really cheap ham, usually you'll see it on the label that it says it was injected with a 20 to 25% solution um, because it's the, the more they pump them hams up with, um, brine, the cheaper the product becomes because it's, it's weight, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like our hams, for instance, that we make in houses injected with like a 10 to 15%. Once it goes into the smokehouse, that brine is essentially all cooked out during the cooking process. But of course, meat is full of water no matter what. Uh, so yeah, you'll never open a package of ham. It's going to be dry. It's always going to purge. It's always going to lose some water. Um, but yeah. I want to talk on the other side. Yeah, I think he did. Uh, I, I want to talk on the other side uh, of this when it comes to, you know, people taking, uh, you know, a cut of beef and injecting it with like a marinade. Uh, when's the when's the ideal time to actually do that injection? Uh, that depends on what you're wanting to accomplish with the marinade. 
if all you're doing is trying to inject it to add flavoring, uh, you can essentially do it right before you, if you're injecting it right before you cook it. Uh, if you're wanting that marinade to um, tenderize or, or essentially alter the proteins, uh, then you're going to want to probably do it the day before. Let it rest for a half a day or a full day before you cook it to let, really let that uh, marinade work some magic. Uh, so, yeah, I'd say really what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, just like, just like um, well, the term marinating, right, not injecting it, just just rubbing it on the outside, throwing it in a Ziploc bag or, or what have you, whatever you, whatever you use, um, you know, it's the same concept. If you're just trying to add flavor, you don't have to go as long, but if you're using a marinade that has some tenderizing capabilities, uh, you want to make sure that you give it enough time to let it do its thing and tenderize its proteins. Spencer, we're at the Meat Dude joining us here on Afternoons Live. we got it locked into KFGO. Uh, Tyler, question for the Meat Dude. What is your preferred method to make beef tongue? I'm running down the list, uh, uh, running down the last cuts of my half beef in the freezer. So, again, preferred method to make beef tongue. The best uh, success I've had is boiling it first, and it's been so long that, that since I've cooked beef tongue, I can't tell you how long I boiled it for. But the boiling step is essentially just to peel the outer membrane off. Uh, that's the that's the rough part. That's the taste buds. That's the piece that's super tough, and you need to get it off there. Mm. Uh, everything everything <laughs> else on the inside is is the really really good meat. So I've boiled it, peeled it, and then I've uh, at that point seasoned it, threw it in the s- smoker, and treated it like um, like a chuck roast, right? Just shredded. Uh-huh. Um, tongue, beef, beef tongue, shredded beef tongue. Wow. Yep. Okay. And it's that really was good. Very descriptive of uh, how, in fact, you go about cooking beef tongue. Just rip those taste buds right off. Don't hold back. Wow. Well, you know, have you ever seen a t- have you ever seen a beef tongue? They're kind of cool no, looking, I guess. I have. I have not. But you'll you have got, to Google it. I, I'll, I'll do that right on the break. First things right after I let you go is <laughs> beef tongue images. My coworkers be what the hell was going on on Afternoons Live? Uh, another question for actually quite a few questions. Uh, Tyler, question for the meat dude: If he has any idea when beef prices are going to come down, thanks. <laughs> You're an question. economist now. Let us know. Uh, no, uh, actually, two years, year and a half. Remember, I think last week we talked about why beef is so expensive, and we kind of touched base on. Uh, it, it takes a full year for the the life cycle to really hit the market. Um, so the way the prices are right now uh, to get our numbers up, our herd numbers up, takes you know a year to two to get there. So uh, granted, you I know you have people on the old KFGO staff that could answer that question a heck of a lot better than I can. Um, but yeah, I'd say they're going to be. This high for, they all, for a while. They all duck and covered when when you threw them out, saying, "Yeah, that, that came to your news team." I was, "No, not me. Don't ask me that question." <laughs> okay, but I'll throw it at them before the news break. Uh, other questions coming in for you. Uh, question for the meat dude: My local market sells a cross rib roast. What kind of beef is it, and how would you cook it? This term "cross rib" is an interesting one. Um, it's essentially, well, terminology is so 
depending on what story you're in, because there's a little bit of freedom and leeway to name it whatever you want, but uh, cross rib is usually actually just an arm roast. It, it comes out of the clod. Um, why that term cross rib came to be, I, I don't really know, but uh, an, an arm roast is a is a, a relatively good carving roast. And what I mean by that is there's some, there is some heavy connective seams, connected tissue seams running through the, the middle of it. Um, but if you roast it for, you know, let's say if you throw it in a, not the biggest crock pot fan for carving roast beef, but if you throw it in the crock pot for a, for an eight hour cook, throw it in the morning, come back in the evening, um, it should carve really nice. It shouldn't just fall apart and be shredded. Um, but whenever you're dealing with something like an arm roast, it's lower temperatures for a longer time will get you uh, the best product because you want the collagen to tenderize, but you don't want it to fall apart, if that makes any sense. Perfect sense. If I can understand it, anybody can understand it. Uh, I got a final question before I let you get back into that perfect working condition that is out of New Salem, as described by you. Uh, we cooked sirloin on Tuesday. We had some leftovers. How long do I have until I have to eat them up? Uh, six days. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Seven days. Well, yeah. now you're waffling here. I need a definitive answer. I procrastinate. How long do those things last uh -huh. before I'm risking it? Well, you're not risking anything. You're just risking that it's going to taste bad. Okay, well. You're not You're not risking anything that's going to, like, you know. Yeah. It's gonna, it is it going to get more dry is the question. Uh, depending on how you have it stored in your fridge, I guess. Well, Eric's got some sleuthing. No, I want to see if I can sneak in a, a quick oh, question for Spencer before I, the okay. end of Go, our yeah, time I, with him. Please do. Because, I'm, I'm Spencer, I'm kind of in the market for an at-home vacuum sealer, and I'm wondering what some of the things I should look for mm. for getting that uh, meat to freeze nicely. Oh, um. You know, when it comes to vacuum sealing, what it, really the most important thing is, is the bag and the plastic that you're using, in my opinion. Um, you know, like I got, obviously I have commercial vacuum packagers in, in my line of work, but uh, at the end of the day, they all do the same thing. They pull vacuum and, they, and the, the seal bar comes down and melts the plastic together. So dialing it in on uh, what kind of bags you're using, how thick that bag is, uh, I'm not 100% familiar with at-home vacuum packagers. I just picture those like ones where you stick it into the like little tabletop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's kind yeah. of a, a clamp where the bag's outside of it and yeah, it pulls yeah. the vacuum. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I and I don't know if those if you're able to adjust like uh, your seal time because um, that's a huge thing in in these commercial ones is how long that seal bar sits on that plastic because. That's really your key. If you don't get a perfect melt on that plastic, um, you'll get leakers. And then a week later, you look in your deep freeze and everything's, you know, when it didn't seal. So I don't I don't know the brand. I have one of those countertop ones. I just actually had to go get some more bags at one of the Mad Malls in South Fargo. And now he had me thinking, okay, maybe I should have perused it a little longer to make sure I got quality ones. But I imagine if they had it at that store where men like to go, and ladies, don't get mad at me, girls. Uh, that they in fact have the good quality ones. So, but the the time they have two settings in the one that I have. That's hey, is it a dry vacuum seal or is it a wet vacuum seal? So that's the only difference oh, there. But, yeah, Sp yeah. Spence, I always appreciate it, man. I'm going to let you go. We'll do this again next uh, Wednesday. A rain check because giving Heart Day Thursday, so Wednesday. All right. 
Sounds great. We'll talk to you then. All right. Enjoy the work out there. Spencer Worth the Meat Dude. This conversation brought to you by Alls Auger Meats. Yes, still in Audubon, Minnesota, but now brand new, open two-day right now. Veterans Boulevard, South Fargo. That's on 26th Avenue. And we're going to be broadcasting live from there next Tuesday. Let's talk about presidential. How much money did Doug Burgum give himself? We'll tell you after KFGO News.